Okay, good afternoon, evening, everybody. Tomorrow's daf is Gittin Daf Nun Tes. We are holding on Daf Nun Chesam Beis. We are at the second wide line on Nun Chesam Beis at the two dots. Today's sure is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and Adam's wife and children, Ali Nishmas, his mother, called about Simcha Shalom, as well as by Yanki Shifman, Li'ili Nishmas, his mother, Tzivya Bas Rabyakov, Allah Shalom, the Nishamash Avnaliyah. We thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. What we're going to discuss today, first we're going to talk about how to calculate the revia of money that you give to the owner after you already purchased the field from the Sikriko. Then the Gemara is going to discuss how the Beisden of Rebbe operated and who is Zolcha uh, in history to Torah Ugedula B'Mokamechad. Now there weren't so many historical figures that were Zolcha to such a Madrega of both Torah Ugedula B'Mokamechad. That's going to bring us all the way to the Mishnah on Amir Aleph. And the Mishnah on Amir Aleph is going to have a machlokas, what it takes for a cherish or a katan to affect a transaction. And the Gemara is going to talk about the rules for a cherish affecting a get. And then the Gemara is going to talk about at what age children can affect the transaction. What kind of katan are we talking about? Then uh, the the, uh, the Gemara is going to continue with why the Chachamim instituted Kinyanim for Katanim at all, and we're going to have a machlokas whether they can uh, they, 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 a, they can uh, give a matana, whether they have the uh, ability to be nosin matana. Then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amral going over to Amid Beis is going to list for us seven different takanos that were made for the sake of Darke Shalom. The Gemara is going to have four different drashos to teach that a Kohen gets the first Aliyah and then a Levi, because that's one of those takanos that was instituted for the sake of Darke Shalom. Then the Gemara is going to go through the order of Aliyos um, and uh, what it means, uh, what we do when there's no Kohen, what we do when there's no Levi in Shul, how do we handle uh, the Aliyos under such circumstances. So let's begin. Again, we're at the second wide line, Andaf, Nun Ches Amid Beis, at the two dots. Zo Mishnah Rishon Beis so we said that the Mishnah Rishona was that the original Bailen Karobis got his field back. However, the Beis of Shalach came and said that if you bought from the Sikrikon, then you have a simple way to be able to keep the field. You give a revia to the original Bailen. So I'm a Rav. Rav tells us that which the Chamor Misakim, that someone who buys from the Sikrikon, the sale is binding and all he has to do is give a revia to the uh, to the original Bailen. That means revia Bekarka. He gives Karka that's worth one quarter of the sale price that he had given to the guy. So if he gave the guy $100 for the field, he gives $25 to the, uh, to the original Bailin. Oh, Rivia Bamos, or one quarter of the money that he gave to the guy. So if he gave the guy 100 zuz for the field, so he gives the Bailin 25 zuz, or a piece of karka that's worth 25 zuz, whichever one the Bailin is more interested in, whether he wants karka or whether he wants cash. Ushmul Amar says, no, Rivia Bekarka. He, he, he gives the equivalent of one quarter of the size of the total karka, Shehin Shlish Bimos, which turns out to be one third of the money that he gave to the guy. Meaning if he paid the guy 100 zuz, then he has to give the Bailin 33 and a third zuz, because then it will turn out, meaning if the guy gave him a 25% discount uh, because he was a Sikrikon and he wasn't the rightful owner of the Karka to begin with, so that would mean that the uh, that if you paid $100 for it, its actual value was, uh, was 133 and a third dollars. So that's what it means, that he gives a, a, a revia, a revia of the 
the uh, of the total once you give the money to the uh, to the original Bailim. So what is the Nukud Samachlokas between Rav and Shmuel? Shmuel holds that when the Sikrikon sells it to you, he's giving you a 25% discount. That when the Zikrikin sells it to you, he's giving you a 20% discount. And therefore, that's what you have to make up when you give to the Bailim. So if you paid $100 to the Zikrikin, Rav would say by giving $25 to the Bailim, you are now paying the full price of the field because $25 is one-fifth of 125 And that, that represents the discount that you had uh, that you had gotten. Now, what if you know for sure that the, uh, that the guy gave you more than a 20% discount or more than a 25% discount. So the Ritva says nevertheless, Chazal or Masakin, that you pay your Revia. That we don't have to do an actual assessment each and every time. We just follow what Chazal, uh, what Chazal told us, which is that you pay your Revia each and every time. So asks the Gemara, we have a Brisa that seems to be against Shmuel. Mesvei, we have a Kasha from a Brisa. It says on the Mishnah that someone buys a, uh, from the Sikrikon, his Mekach is Batel, Zomishonishona. That was the original uh, teaching that the Mekach is Batel, but Bezin Shalach Rehin Amra Lekech Misukrikon Nosan the Bailim Revia Vian Bailim El Eliona. Then the Bezin Shalach Rehin said that if you buy from the Sikrikon, then you give the Bailim a Revia, and the Yada Bailim is El Eliona. The Bailim gets to choose what he prefers. Ratu Bekarka Notlin. If he preferred to take Karka rather than cash, then he could take a Revia of Karka. Ratu Maus Notlin. If he preferred to take cash, then he takes cash. Amosai went as Lokech. Get the right to uh, when is the the lokech zoche in the karka that he buys from the sikrikon just by paying a reveal of bailim? That's bizman shein biyadonlikach. That's if the bailim doesn't have their own money to redeem their own land. Avliyish biyadonlikach. But if the bailim has their own money to get back their own land, hein called in the kaladam, then uh, the lokech is not allowed to keep the land. The bailim gets it back. Rebbe hoshev bezin v'nimnu. Rebbe established a bezin and they voted shim shasa b'fei sikrikon shemas rachodesh. That if the karka was uh, by the Sikrikon for 12 months, then the Bailim loses any rights to it. Anyone who goes and buys it from the Sikrikon will be allowed to be the rightful owner. As long as he reimburses the original Bailim, either Revia Bakarka or Revia Bemaos. And it's that line that we're focused on. Revia Bakarka or Revia Bemaos. You see exactly like Rav said that Revia means that, that, that you can give. A revia of the maos that you gave to the guy, meaning if you gave the guy a hundred dollars, you just give twenty-five dollars to the original bailim, or karka worth twenty-five dollars to the original bailim. Not like Shmuel, who said that you have to give thirty-three and a third dollars. So says Gemara, that's not a raya. When it says a revia, it doesn't mean a revia of what you gave to the guy. It means a revia of the sum total that you've given once you give both to the guy and to the original Bailim. Meaning, if I gave $100 to the original Bailim, and then I give 33 and a third, I mean, I'm sorry, if I gave $100 to the guy, and then I give 33 and a third dollars to the original Bailim, it turns out that that which I gave the original Bailim is 25% of the total of the money that I gave up. And that is how Shmuel would read that price. So, so both Rav and Shmuel can fit with the price. It's not a kasha on anybody. So once we mentioned in this price that Rebbe put together a Beisdin and they made a psak about this, so I'm a Rav. Rav says, let me tell you something about how Rebbe's Beisdin used to operate. I was there. I was in the vote in the Beisdin of Rebbe when they decided that uh, someone who buys uh, land from the Sikrikon 
and he's uh, and the Greek on has had it for twelve months, then you're allowed to actually keep the land. And when we took the vote, I was the first vote. They started with me. So I asked the Gemara, really? Rav was the first vote in Rebbe's Basin? Don't we have a mission of Sachsenhedra that tells us that when you're voting on an issue related to Dine Mominus or to Tumen Tahara, the first vote goes to the greatest of the Dayanim, and then afterwards you go to the uh, to the other Dayanim to see what they think about such uh, about the matter, because that's the Midas HaChacham, Tosyamtov points out, that you're not supposed to be Medaber, Bifnei HaGadol, that a Katan should be Medaber, Bifnei HaGadol. So the etiquette, the default position should be that the greatest person speaks first, and that uh, everyone else sits there silently. It's a, uh, you know, there's uh, an expression that, Hediot Kofitz Barosh, that if someone thinks he should jump ahead, very often, that's a sign that he's a Hediot, that he's an idiot, that uh, if you, you have to know your place, you have to know that if there's a bigger Chacham there, so you sit quiet and you wait to what the Chacham hear what the Chacham says. But even so, when it comes to Dine Nefashos, we first listen to the lesser Dayanim. We don't first ask the greatest Dayan, because we're afraid that if the greatest Dayan says that the guy is Chayiv, the lesser Dayanim are going to be afraid to disagree with him um, and, uh, and, and, and to be Malamid Zchus on the, uh, on the accused. Um, and since uh, by Dinim Amnas we start with the large, with the greatest of the Dayanim, so that's the Gemara's Kasha. Why, when they were masaking this Dinim Amnas issue of Sikrikon, why did they start with Rav? Rav could not have been the greatest Dayan in Rebbe's Beisdin. Rebbe was obviously the greatest Dayan in Rebbe's Beisdin. So why would it be that they would have started with Rav? So a couple of things over here. First of all, the Gemara Masech Sanhedrin Davlam Vav Darshan from the fact that it says Losana Al Riv, but it's spells Riv Reish Beis without a Yud, so it's as if it says Losana Al Rav, that you should be you, you should not be Cholik covered the Rav and a Mufla Shebebeisd in and that's how I know that Dine Nefashos you maschil in Min Atzad and not Min Hagadol, so that does not mean to say that uh, the Ritva points out that it's usher for the lesser Dayanim to disagree with the, with the greatest Dayan I mean, why do we say that you start Min because once the greatest Dayan puts in his vote, everyone's going to be afraid to say anything does that mean they're not allowed to say anything? So the Ritva says, no, no, they're allowed to. Not only allowed to, they're obligated to. But still, they'll be too psyched out. They'll be too intimidated. And we're concerned that they're not going to, even though they are certainly allowed to. So another uh, issue over here, another point to make over here, is that Rashi points out that Rav was a Benini. He was not the Kata nor the Gadol in Rebbe's uh, Beisdin. And then he says, but he, he, he was Shama that Rav was the Katon Shabam. He was the smallest of the uh, of the Dayanim. So uh, the, uh, the the in the Sefer Panam Lamishpat he points out that the Gemara Chulim Dav Kuflam Zayin says that there were seventeen rows. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan said that he sat seventeen rows behind Rav in Rabbi's yeshiva, and that there were Nitzotzei Eish coming out of Rav's mouth directly into Rabbi's mouth, and he didn't understand what they were talking about. They were on such a higher madrega. So he says, yeah, that that, that could be. You could say that and still say that Rav was the Katan Shabbatayanim. Because there's a difference between being in Rebbe's classroom and being in Rebbe's Beisdin. In his classroom, Rav may have been the greatest Talmud, but he was still a Talmud of Rebbe. In his Beisdin, there may have been contemporaries of Rav that were there. So Rebbe may have been the smallest of the Dayanim in the uh, in the Beisdin. But anyway, be that as it may, the Gemara's Kasha is, how can Rav report that they started, I took the first vote on the Sikrikon matter. The Sikrikon matter was a Dinim Amunus matter. And the Allah is by 
Adin Rav is supposed to be Maskman a Gadol, and Rav was most certainly not the Gadol. So I'm Rav, a Braider of Vitae, Rav Hill, Braider of Volos, Shiny Minyan at the Bay Rabbi, to call Minyanai Minatzad of Maskilin. Rabbi always started Minatzad. That was a practice of Rabbi's Bayesdin, that everything always started Minatzad, probably because of Mishamesh Rabbi Bata Anava. Rabbi represented Anivos more so than anybody else, so he would never want to start with himself anyhow. So the Gemara brings another member that Rabbi ben, ben Rava said, or Rabbi Hillel Ben Rabbi Vila said, uh, relating to Rabbi Vama, Rabbi Bray de Rava Vitema, Rabbi Hillel Bray de Rabbi Volas, me most Moshe, but Rabbi Lomatim the Torah Gedul of Mokamechab, from the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu until the generation of Rabbi Danasi, we never found a single person, a single Jew, who was the greatest in uh, both Torah and in Ashirus of his generation, that he was both the wealthiest man and the greatest Talmud Chacham of his generation. It was Moshe Rabbeinu and then Rabbi Yudah was the second one to have achieved those uh, two crowns. The Nebuchadnezzar Yosef from Masech Sanhedrin says that this Memra appears over here to explain the reason why in the Beisdin of Rabbi there would always be Maschil Menatzad, there would always be Maschil Menakatan. Because can you imagine how intimidating he was? Meaning when it comes to a regular Av Beisdin, so we're concerned that by Dini Nefashos people will be too intimidated to tell you what they really think. When it came to Rabbi, even by Dini Mominus we had to be concerned people are going to be too afraid to say what they really think because he was so intimidating he was the biggest time of his generation and the richest guy of his generation so the Gemara says really nobody between the days of Moshe Rabbein and Rabbi Danasi had achieved both of those things below but I, I, I could think of someone immediately after Moshe Rabbein that achieved both of those things ha ha Yoshua Yoshua was Toru Gedula B'Makam Echad so says Mar no Hava Elazar Elazar was as great in Torah as Yoshua was so says Mar, okay, so that's a good example. Ave Elazar. After Yeshua bin Nun died, so Elazar was Toru Gedul B'makam Echad. Says Mar, no, have a Pilchas. Pilchas was as great as Elazar. Okay, but Vava Pilchas. After Elazar died, Pilchas was Toru Gedul B'makam Echad. Have a Zekenim. No, there were the Zekenim of that Dar that were uh, that were also as great as Pilchas in Torah. Ha, have a Sha'ul. But what about during the times of uh, Sha'ul? Wasn't Sha'ul Toru Gedul B'makam Echad? No, have a Shmuel. Shmuel Anavi was great in Torah than Shaul was. Yeah, but Shmuel predeceased Shaul. So after Shmuel died, wasn't Shaul Toru Gedula B'makam Echad? So says the Gemara, you know what? After Shmuel died, Shaul was uh, the greatest in Torah and Gedula. And when we say that it went from the days of Moshe Rabbeinu until the days of Rebbe, until someone achieved both of those things, Kul coming. It means in all of their years of leadership. Meaning when Shaul's leadership began, he was not yet Torah Gedula B'makam Echad. And only, only toward the end of his leadership was he Torah Gedul Makam Echad. So, frankly, the Rav David, when David was a Melech, wasn't he Torah Gedul Makam Echad? No, Havi Ira Hayiri was greater than David in Torah. Vanach Nafshi, but Ira Hayiri predeceased David. So, didn't David become Torah Gedul Makam Echad? Yeah, but Kul Shnevi, you know, we just said that you need to have someone who, from the moment they rose to Godless, they were Torah Gedul Makam Echad. Vavish Shlomo, what about Shlomo Melech? Wasn't he Torah Gedul Makam Echad? Have a Shimi Ben Geira. Well, Shimi Ben Geira was a Gadol B'Torah. Vakatle, but Shlomo Melech uh, had Shimi Ben Geira killed, and therefore, after Shimi Ben Geira died, didn't Shlomo become Torah Gedul Makamechad? Wait, what happened? Shlomo had Shimi Ben Geira killed, and Shimi Ben Geira was such a Tamil Chacham. Why is Shlomo going around killing Tamidic Chachamim? So you have to remember a little bit from Navi. So in Sefer Malachim Aleph, the Torah tells the Navi tells 
us that David HaMelech, prior to his death, told Shlomo that he has to kill Shimi ben Gera because Shimi cursed David when he, when David was running away from Avshalom, and Shlomo was Mekayim the Tzavah with a certain amount of Chachma. He told uh, Shimi, you're not allowed to leave Yerushalayim, and he made a deal with him that as soon as you leave Yerushalayim, you're a mighty Malchus, I'm going to kill you. So he said, okay, I'll stay in Yerushalayim. But then he left. He left Yerushalayim to run after an Evid that had run away, to gas, so so, so Shlomo Melech had Shimon ben Gera had Shimon ben Gera killed. So uh, so anyway, so so the Gemara is asking: Once Shimon ben Gera was no longer in the picture, wasn't Shlomo Melech Torah Gedul Makom Echad? No, Kul Shleikamrinan. You have to be Torah Gedul Makom Echad for all the years of leadership, which Shlomo was not. Have a What about Chizkia Melech Yehuda? He was Torah Gedul Makom Echad. Have a Shevna. No, Shevna was greater than him in Torah. Ha Iktil, but uh, Shevna was killed by Sancheriv prior to the death of Chizkiyahu HaMelech, well, Kul Shnei Remember, it's got to be for the entire time of his Gedula. Father Ezra, wasn't Ezra Torah Gedula Makam Echad? No, Nechemiah ben Chachalia. Nechemiah ben Chachalia was, uh, was greater than, uh, than Ezra. So the Gemara uh, tells us, Amr Rav Achim, 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 Meaning, just like from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rebbe, we never had someone who was Torah Gedula Makam Echad, that trend continued of not having people as Torah Gedula until the next blip on the screen was Ravashi. That was the next time someone had, had achieved that Madrega in the Sefer Iyun Yaakov. He writes that there are three parts of Torah. There's Torah Shabbat there's, there's, there's Mishnah and there's Talmud, right? There's Mishnahis and there's Gemara. All three of those parts of Torah were given to us by people who had Torah Gedula B'makom The Torah Shabbat was given by Moshe Rabbeinu, the Mishnahis were arranged by Rabbi Yudah Nasi, and the Gemara by uh, Ravashi. Ravina and Ravashi, but Ravashi. So, uh, so in order for it to be widely as widely accepted as possible, we needed Torah Gedul B'makom Echad in order for it to be something that would be universally accepted. And that's why it's not a coincidence that these are the people that achieved Torah Gedul B'makom Echad. So ask more of There was no one else in Ravashi's generation that was as great as him in Torah. Vavu Hunabar Nasan. What about Hunabar Nasan? Shani Hunabar Nasan. The Mecha Vavakayif led the Ravashi. He was Kafuf to Ravashi, and therefore. Ravashi was considered to be a Yachid Bedoro, both in Torah and Gedula. Okay, so now the Mishnah discusses Cheresh Romes Venirmas. That a Cheresh, a person who can neither hear nor uh, speak, is able to sell or buy things by being by using sign language, by being Marames with his hands or with his head, uh, in, and indicating that he wants to buy or sell. Um, uh, or by and having other people use sign language to communicate with him. The way Rashi understands this line is that he's able to sell and buy metaltalin by moving his lips. He doesn't even need to use sign language. Um, just uh, just being marames with his lips is is good enough. That's how Rashi understands the rivid um, in his hasaglus on the riff says the opposite, that kfitza is, uh, you know, that he jumps around from the one place to another to show, look, here's money, I'm going to give that to you, here's an object, you give that to me. It's much more uh, expressive than just using sign language. Um, and, th- and that's what it's saying, that he's coming to be machmir, that remiza doesn't help. You need to use something more expressive than remiza. But we're going to learn like Rashi, right? That Rashi says that kofetz is less expressive. That kofetz just means moving the lips, which is not quite the same as using sign language, which is more expressive. Hapuutos, when you have young children, mechan mekach, their, ch- their, their, their uh, purchases are binding, memkram mimkar, their sales are binding, bimetaltalim. If they buy or sell, metaltalim, 
So now the Gemara says, Omer of Nachman Machlokas, the Machlokas between the Tanakam and Ben Beseira, whether uh, Remiza is, uh, is, is needed or you can even get away with Kfitza, with just moving the lips, that's only Ben Metaltalin. That's only when the Cheresh is trying to buy and sell Metaltalin. Avol Begitin, Divere called Beremiza. But if a Cheresh wants to be Megarish, his wife, then everyone would say that just moving your lips is not enough. You need to do Remiza, you need to do something that is much more expressive. Now, obviously, the right is going to understand that line differently, but I said we're going with Rashi right now. So says Mar Pshita, uh, why does Rav Nachman have to tell me that by getting everyone holds moving your lips is not enough? After all, the Metaltlin Tanan, meaning the Mishnah said that we're talking about Metaltlin. So of course I take the Mishnah at its word. Why would I assume that we're, we're talking about getting? So the Ma'ud Detema I might have thought that uh, had Rav Nachman not said that, uh, that, that I would have thought that, by, that when it says it's com- not coming to exclude Gittin but since there's Makam to say that the din of Ben Beseru was said only by Gittin and uh, since the Cherish um, was able to be Makadi Shanisha through Akimas Fasayim he could be Makari Shanisha through Akimas Fasayim so that's why the Mishnah added B'metaltalin to tell me Af B'metaltalin that he was not the metalplin he, he purchased not with Akimas Fasayim, and nevertheless Akimas Fasayim works. So Kalvachomer, then Akimas Fasayim is going to work by a get. That's how I would have read it. So Kamashvalan, that's why Rabbi Nachman had to tell me that no, the din of Bebeseira is when it comes to Gittin, Akimas Fasayim is not going to help even according to Ben Beseva. That's one version of this conversation. Ikadamri, another version of the conversation was that Omer of Nachman, Kimachlokas Ben just like the Tanakam and Ben Beseira disagree whether moving your lips is good enough for a cheresh to be able to affect a transaction so, uh, of metaltalin, so too they disagree whether moving your lips is good enough to affect a get. But how could you say that the machlok is about a get also? Didn't the Mishnah say that it's about metaltalin? So says, well, no, don't be medayit from the Mishnah that Ben Beseira was only talking about metaltalin as opposed to getting a ma'af metaltalin. Maybe the dinner of Ben that Akimus Fasayim works is even by Metaltalin and Kavachomer by a get because he was Makadisha with Akimus Fasayim, so Kibolo Kachpolto, just like he was Makadisha with Akimus Fasayim, so it makes sense that he could be Megarisha with Akimus Fasayim. So it says the Mishnah, the Mishnah had said that when it comes to children, their uh, their purchases and sales are binding on Metaltalin. So the Gemara says, yeah, what age? Vad Kama. How young can that work? Uh, so Machli Rav Yehuda, Rav Yitzchak Berei, Rav Yehuda showed. Look at my son Rav Yitzchak. He was not yet Rav Yitzchak. I assume at that point he was just Yitzchak. Kevar Shis Kevar He was a six or seven year old child. He said that age. Rav Kanamar Kevar Shav Kevar Tamni. No, it's got to be a seven or eight year old child. Masni Satana Kevar Teish Kevar Eser. It's got to be a nine or ten year old child. Vlopligi. None of these shitos are arguing with each other. Kol Chad Vechad It really depends what the kid is able to understand. Less than six years old for sure he doesn't understand enough. But if he once he hits the age of six, so if he's particularly precocious, so then maybe it could be that he understands enough at that age already 
to affect the transaction. The time in my, why were the Rabbanim Misakim that a Cherish and a Katan are able to affect transactions? So Amir Mishum We wanted the Cherish and the Katan, we wanted to afford them the ability to live, that if they don't have the ability to make Kinyanim, uh, no, one's, no one will be able to sell anything to them, never, no one will be able to buy anything from them. So the Gemara brings another thing that Rabbi Abba Bar Yaakov said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. It says in Sefer Malachim Beis Vayom Alashar Al Hamel Tocha Hotze Levosh Lukol Ovdei Habaal My Mel Tocha What kind of word is that? Mel Tocha So I'm Rabbi Abba Bar Yaakov I'm Rabbi Yochanan Dover Hanimlo Venimtach it's an attribute of that which is nimlo venimtach, meaning it's a type of very fine linen that, uh, that, that, that you spin it with your hands. When you spin the threads, when you um, uh, twist the threads, you do it with your fingers. Kiyos Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, he said the name Rabbi Yochanan, Shigerlo Bunyam ben Nunyam, there was a certain rich Jew by the name Bunyam ben Nunyam who sent Lerebi, who sent to Rebbe, Zivni Vachoma Silsla Umalmala, four different types of very fine linen. Sivni Vachomam Kamguza Upalgidam Guza. It was like the size of a, a one and a half egozin, that even though it was, uh, it, it was a garment that fit Rebbe, it was so fine that when you folded it up, it was like the size of a not was uh, also a, a different type of nut, but uh, when you folded it up, my malmula. What is malmula? It's a type of pishtan, a type of uh, linen that uh, that stretches when you uh, when you when you uh, when you roll it in your fingers. So it says, okay, now that we said that children are able to affect the transaction, what happens if they make a mistake in the pricing? We know what the halacha is for an adult, you know, where we have Ona'a uh, and Bitl Mekach, you know, Shsos, Yosem, Shsos. What about a child? Same thing like a gadol, that if the mistake was up until one-sixth of the Mekach, the Mekach is not bottled, the Kinyan is chal, and you just return the extra money. But if it was more than one-sixth, then the Mekach is going to be bottled. Now, by raising new shayla, what's the din of a matana of a katan? Is that included in the takanas chachamim? I mean, the way Rashi understands is that the subject is 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 it dafka by metaltalin that the chamur masakin that because of kedei chayav that he should have the ability to tra- make transactions. Or by a matana, they were also masakin because a person, every matana is a transaction, meaning that's really the shayla. Do we assume, uh, with a little bit of a cynical eye, that every matana is really a transaction? When you give a matana to somebody, you do it because they did you a favor. Everything's transactional. There's nothing that's uh, purely a matana, and therefore that's also part of Kadei Chayev. Or do we assume that, no, uh, sometimes people just give a matana, stop to give a matana, and you're not going to get anything back in return. So that's not part of Kadei Chayev. So Rav Yemar Amar, in matanosa matana, Mar Baravashi, Amar matanosa matana. So we have Machlokas, Rav Yemar, Mar Baravashi, Afchua, the uh, Bnei Yeshiva flipped around the shitos of Rav Yemer Mabaravashi, the Shadrul Kamed Rav Mordechai. When they flipped around the shitos, they sent the flipped shitos to Rav Mordechai to see what he holds. So Rav Mordechai said to the Bnei Yeshiva, You better go tell uh, Rav, the Ravashi's son that that he got it wrong. Darga. He says, I could see it in my mind's eye. I remember it like it was yesterday. The Ravashi was standing with one foot on the ground and one foot on a ladder, and uh, it was 
in the base marriage from Marnele Matanosamai and we asked him, What's the din of a matana vakatan for Amrlan? And he told us, Matanosamatana, that the matana is a binding matana. Achasmanashmira, whether it's a manashmira that he gave it as he was dying, Vachasmanasvari, or whether he gave it when he was healthy, Vachasmanatanamatanamatas, and regardless of how much or how little. So they tried to trick him by switching around the Shitos and he didn't buy it. He knew, he had his own misari, he remembered clearly that they had asked uh, that they had asked uh, what, what, uh, Ravashi what the what the what the answer was. So now says the Mishnah. The following seven takanos were made for the sake of Darke Shalom. Takano number one, Kohen Kore Rishon, Vyachrav Levi, Vachrav Yisrael, Mepre Darke Shalom. That the order of Alios and Shul goes Kohen Levi Yisrael. Uh, second, Ma'arvin Bebayis Yashim Mepre Darke Shalom. When you got to put the air of Chatzeros in a house, you put it in the house that it's always been in. You're not going to have a fight every week about whose house gets to host gets to gets to uh, keep the air of Chatzeros. Just keep it in the same house it's always been in. Third takana, Borshu Karav La'amam Ismali Rishon Mnei Darkei Sholom. They used to dig in the Amas Hamayim to, to, uh, to water the fields, and near the Amas Hamayim they would dig a bunch of boros, and they would fill the, the boros from the water of the Amas Hamayim, just in case the Amas Hamayim would ever dry out, then they would be able to go to the water that they had in the boros. So which bor gets precedence, gets Kedima, to be filled first? Well, whichever one is closest to the Amas Hamayim. That's Mnei Darkei Sholom. Takana number four, Mitzudas Chayvav Zudagim, that if someone has a trap that's set and there's a bird that flies into that trap, you're not allowed to go take the bird out of somebody else's trap. And that's Gezel Mibnei Darkei Shalom, even though the person never did a formal Kenyan. Rabbi Yossi, Gezel Gomer. Rabbi Yossi says, what are you talking about? It's Gezel Gomer. It's not only Darkei Shalom. That's real bona fide Gezel. And we're going to learn about that in a couple of days. That Tanakama um, thinks that, why Tanakama thinks it's not Gezel? Rabbi Yossi thinks it, it, it is Gezel. Uh, fifth halacha, fifth Takana, so they don't have enough das to be zolcha in something, to be kona something without a dasacheres makna, without someone being makna to them. A metzia, there's no dasacheres, they just find it on the floor, they just kona it themselves. So it's not a kinyan midaraisa, but yeshva mishum gezel, ne darke shalom. But it's still subject to gezel because of darke shalom. Rabbi Yossi Omer, gezel gomer. Rabbi Yossi says that chamor misakein, that it's gezel gomer, that it's real gezel. Sixth takana, Ani Amnakiv brushes eyes if an Ani decides he wants to take some zaysin from an olive tree that's hefker, but it's hard to just pick one by one. So he has a great idea. He goes to the top of the olive tree, climbs up there, and he just shakes all the leaves and the branches, and all the olives come raining down, and then he plans on going and picking them up from the from the bottom of the tree. Someone else comes along and uh, picks up those olives that he had shaken off the tree. Never did a Kenyan. He just shook the tree. So, Mashatacht of Gezel Mnei Darke Shalom. Yeah, but that's Gezel Mnei Darke Shalom. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gezel Gomer. Rabbi Yossi says it's Gezel Gomer. This is one of the, the Makaros that the contemporary post can bring for, uh, for, for intellectual property. That if a person uh, made music or something, so why can't I uh, pirate that music? I'm not taking anything from him. I'm just downloading. He still has everything that he has. There's no Kenyan or anything. So, you see from here that when a person puts effort into uh, into securing something, and then you take away you take away the fruits of that effort. Uh, that that's uh, that's a problem. That's the kind of thing Chazal would have been misakin mipnei darkei shalom that you're not allowed to do. And then the final takana 
in machen bi anier of the chavim belaket shechopeya. In order to make a machah with when anier of the chavim want to take belaket shechopeya, just like the anier Yisraelim are taking belaket shechopeya, and that's also nedar keshalom. So the Gemara's focus in today's daf is on the alios. So minanimili, how do I know that it's dafka that seder that we call Kohen, the Levi, the the Yisrael? The the is not really on the 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 reason for it because the Mishnah already said mibnei darke shalom. Chassam Sofer writes that there's makom lomar that the Kohen would call would be called last to the Torah because one might have said malam kodesh vein moridin. So meaning even if you're going to do something mibnei darke shalom, the Gemara is asking, yeah, but why in this order? Why not do it in the reverse order and say malam bekodesh? Meaning I know you want to set up some sort of order so we have less fighting, but why does it come with the Kohen coming first? That's how Chassam Sofer understands. Some of Masa Dhamma Krak is Pasuk says Vihta Mosha Satara Zosfa Yitnoel Kwanim Bene Levi. So Atua Nolo Yadana the Kwanim Bene Levi Ninu. What do I not know that Kwanim are Bene Levi? Ella Bere um Kohen Beresha Bahad Levi. No, it's telling me Kohanim, that's who comes first. And then Levi, then a Levi is going to come. Another possible drasha. We're going to have four possible drashas. Another possible drasha. Rebis of Navcha Amar. We learn Mehacha from the following possible. V'nikshu ha-kohanim b'nei Levi. Atu anan lo yadina t'kohanim b'nei Levi ninu. What, did I not know that kohanim are b'nei Levi? Al-kohanim b'reisha v'had Levi. Now that tells you kohanim come first. And then Levi. Now that pasuk is in the parsha of Egla Arufa. Some sofer points out, how can you learn from there the seder of Alios in Kriyas Hatorah from the parsha of Egla Arufa? So he says the Gemara is being medayik from this pasuk that the Kohanim are also called Bnei Levi, and just by virtue of the fact that they're also called Bnei Levi, so you see that they have two milos, that they're Bnei Levi and they're Kohanim. So someone who has two milos is on a higher mila than someone who has only one mila. And a third possibility, Ravasha. Ravashi Amar Mehacha from the following Bnei Amram Aaron Moshe Vayibadal Aaron Nakdisho Kodesh Kadashim. So we darshan from this pasuk that we're knowing kedusha with the Kohen and we're mechabid him to get the first aliyah. Reb Chiyabar Abba Amar Mehacha from the following pasuk Viki Dashto LeKal Davish Abikdusha. Pasuk says Viki Dashto, so we're makdim for Kal Davish Abikdusha, and included in that is that he get, that he gets the first aliyah. So Gemara brings a brisa. Tan Debe Rabbi Shmuel Viki Dashto LeKal Davish Abikdusha. What does it mean LeKal Davish Abikdusha? Leftoach he gets the first aliyah. Leftoach Rishon Ulevarich Rishon he gets. He gets the first portion of food when you're machabit somebody. Kohen always goes first. Now says Gemara, okay, but what if there is no Kohen? Or what if there is no Levi? The Kohen going first, that seems like a Dindar Raisa. We derive it from Psukim. It's a Daraisa, but the reason for the Dindar Raisa is Shalom. Says Mar, the reason for this Dindar Raisa is Dark Shalom. The reason for every Dindar Raisa is Dark Shalom. All of the Torahs mipnei darke shalom. Ela Amar Abayis Abayis says really the seder of the kriya in kriya stars midar raisa. The mishnah's mechadesh mipnei darke shalom a different din. Look at the mar to teach me the din of Rabba Bar Nachmani. Titania because the Tosefta tells us in Ilchus Darach Eretz of the Suda Shnayim Mamtim Nzelazef. You have two people eating together. Shnayim Mamtim Nzelazef B'Kaara. If one of them gets up to step away from the table, the other one should wait. He shouldn't continue eating on his own. But Shlosha ain't Mamtim. 
Matimim. Three people eating together, and one of them gets up to leave, so the other two are allowed to continue eating. Habotzea, the one who says Hamotzi on the bread for everybody, and is being Motzi everybody, who poshit yadot chila? He's the first one to uh, to grab the food. And if the botzea wants to give cover to his rabbi or to someone who's greater than him, or should he can do that. And Rab Bar Nachmani taught us Allah about this. The ability of being mochel and letting someone else take the lead is only true by suuda of basic But in basic you don't have the rights to be mochel. So when it comes to the order of Alios, it's a dindaraisa that the coin goes first. But the dark Sholom part is that the Kohen can't be mochel. The Kohen can't say, you know what, I'm going to step aside, let, let, let my Rebbe go first. Amr of Masna, Hada Amr low, that which we say, they not let someone else go first in the Basic Knesset, that's only on Shabbos Yom Tov to Shkichi Rabbim, because there's so many people there that it's likely to lead to a fight. But on Mondays and Thursdays, people were so busy with their work that uh, no one was in shul anyway. There were so few people in shul, so uh, you didn't need to, you were, you were allowed to be mochel. Tulsus points out, Baruch Hashem, nowadays, people are in shul on Mondays and Thursdays also. So the same dinim would still apply nowadays, Monday and Thursday. So, Frakti Gemara, Eini, Vaharav Huna, Kari Bekani, Rav Huna used to be called. Called, uh, for the Kohen Aliyah, even though he wasn't a Kohen, even on Shabbos and, uh, and Yom Tov. So says Yeah, Rav Huna was different because everyone was kafuf to Rav Huna. So you see that a Tamachacham that not everybody is kafuf to is not allowed to get the Kohen Aliyah. Problem is, there's a Gemara Mesech Megillah Dav Chavches that says Rabbi Yochanan told us that it's also for Talmud Chacham to allow an Amaretz to go before him, and he saw Talmud Chacham come, comes before a coin, a coin, even a Kohen Gadol Amaretz, and uh, didn't say anything about uh, the Talmud Chacham having everyone be kafuf to him. So the Rishonim have different ways of trying to figure out uh, which sugya we paskin like, like our sugya or uh, or that sugya. Amr Abay Naktinan Ainsham Kohen Nispar. That if there's no Kohen, then the whole thing falls apart. So what does that mean, that the whole thing falls apart? So Rashi writes, the Levi does not get an Aliyah. Because uh, Levi can't be in place of a Kohen. Levi certainly can't go after Yisrael. Levi cannot cannot get an aliyah. Uh, most other Rishonim do not assume that way. They just assume that it means that the Levi can't get an aliyah after the Yisrael, but the Levi can get the first aliyah. In Shulchan Aruch, we paskin very clearly, a Levi can get the first aliyah. He's just not allowed to get the, the aliyah after Yisrael. Rav Shakta writes in Nev Sharav, the Rav Salvechik would not allow them to give him the first aliyah when there was no uh, Kohen present because he wanted to be malamed everybody that there exists a shita's Rashi. That people should remember that there is such a shita that the Levi is not allowed the first aliyah. One could argue that that was counterproductive because now all the Talmudim of Salvechik think there only exists a shita's Rashi. They think that a Levi is not allowed to get the first aliyah. We don't pass it that way. A Levi is allowed to get the first aliyah. But anyway, that was his judgment. If there's no Levi, then you call the Kohen in place of the Levi. 
coin lo yikra. I thought you're not allowed to call one coin after another. Because people are going to say the first guy wasn't a coin, and that's why we needed to call the second guy. Levi achalevi lo yikra mishum b'kam shem, and you can't call the levi after a levi because they're going to say the first guy wasn't a levi, and therefore they brought a second guy who was a levi. Or maybe they'll say the second guy is not a levi, and that's why he's, he's in the place of Israel. So it says no, no, no. Kikamin bos a coin. When we're saying that if there's no levi, you call a coin. It means the same coin gets two alios. I always find that when you tell this halacha to a levi, they are shocked. Right, you tell the levy. By the way, if uh, obviously when there's no levy, your coin gets two aliyos. They're like, what? You do what when there's no levy? Because they've never been there. They've never seen it when there's no levy. It's like trying to explain to a coin what happens at a funeral. They have no idea what goes on. So, uh, so the, uh, the but that's the halacha. So ask the gemara. Why is it when you call two levim in a row in a row, we assume that it's a bekam for both of them because people will assume one or the other is not a levi. But when it's a coin after another coin, why is it only Pagam on the first guy? It should be Pagam on both of them, because one of them is not a coin. So go the Case must be that you know the second guy's father was a coin. Well, if that's the case, how can I the levi? You have to make the same ukimta by the levi. No, but they'll assume that the father of the second guy married a Mamzeris or an Asina and therefore puzzled uh, the, the child. Uh, so you could say the same thing by Kohen. Amri Grusha Chalutza Nasiv Even if I know his father was a Kohen, it doesn't tell me he's a Kohen. Maybe he's a Chalol. So, so, Levi Mikahavi. Yeah, but even if he was a chal, if he were a Chalol, he wouldn't become a Levi. A Chalol has the same status as Yisrael. So he wouldn't uh, be, uh, he wouldn't be able to get the Levi Aliyah. So uh, the Gemara explains, and who's, who are we if it's the people that are in the base of Knesset the entire time during Kriyas Torah, they saw that the Kohen got the first Aliyah among the seven Olim, um, that they have to call on Shabbos, and they'll know that there's no Pagam. It must be the people that leave Shul before they finish Kriyas Torah, and they don't see that there aren't eight people being called to the Torah. Meaning they'll think that they messed up on the first Aliyah, and therefore they're replacing the first guy with this second guy, and now they're starting a new Seder of seven Groom, and they're never going to be there to see that uh, no, it was a grand total of seven people, and that there there is therefore no pagan. Okay, we will stop there. Beth Hashem, um, I'm not giving share tomorrow. Next week is going to be a little bit rough at the beginning of the week. Um, probably the next share I'm going to give is going to be Wednesday's daf on Tuesday. Because Sunday, Monday, I'm not going to be able to. So Wednesday's daf on Tuesday. And then Thursday's daf, I'll be back in shul, back home, so we'll be back on regular schedule, 6.15 a.m., Thursday going forward. So uh, one more daf shear from Camp Cayley, and then back to uh, regular schedule. Thank you all, and have a wonderful show. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful show. And a good mishkabas. Thank you. Take care.